Welcome to Mentor Chat, our little space in podcast land to talk about the importance of mentoring and the impact strong, supportive relationships have on the lives of young people. Supporting young people. Sounds like a great idea and something we as adults can all get on board with, right? But providing nurturing support can be a little trickier than it sounds. Whether you're a mentoring provider, community organization, school teacher, parent or caregiver, or an adult looking for new ways to support the kiddos in your lives, we've got some great info for you, and we're glad you're here. Ashley Michelle here for another episode of Mentor Chat. If you remember last week, we talked about some of the myths around mentoring and how those might dissuade some people from becoming mentors. We also debunked those myths and discussed how most of these either aren't true or that there are so many different types of mentoring programs out there that anyone can find a program that works for them or you can work to become an everyday mentor as well. But Michelle, I'll tell you a fact. We at TMP work with an awesome group of women, and I'm really excited to hear from them today. Ashley, I agree. That is a fact. And similar to you, I am thrilled to hear their stories. Um, I know. I'm really excited to hear from them, and I want them to have plenty of time. And so now we're going to hand it off to Colleen to facilitate the roundtable on the TMP staff's meaningful mentoring moments. All right. Thanks, everyone. It's so wonderful to be together and to be able to learn a little more about each other. Let me ask you a question. Who was an important mentor in your life? As we reflect back, who was that person? So this is Kristen and just, you know, thinking through somebody who was instrumental in my life and my my development as a person, um, one of my college professors comes to mind and she was really inspiring and uplifting. And I think the biggest thing that she gave to me was she believed in me unconditionally and really empowered me to use my leadership skills to help others. And it was just, it was never a question of, do you think I'm going to be good enough? Or do you think I'm going to be the right fit? She just knew I was. And just feeling that empowerment and that confidence from her in me really, you know, made me feel confident in myself. How wonderful to to be able to reflect back to someone who helped you. Can you think about now what the meaningful part of that relationship was. If you think about where you are now in life or in your professional career, how that really has helped you, what that meaning was. It was really that she took the time. You know, I was a freshman in college, so it was a time in my life where I was on my own for the first time and there was a lot of change. And just the fact that she saw something in me took the time to, you know, to really nurture that and nurture that spark. I ended up majoring in my major in college because she was a professor within that department and said, hey, I think you might be good at this. Why don't you come and check it out? And it, w- it turned into a great relationship for all four years of college, and I still keep in touch with her. So I think it really just started with that. She took the time. That's great. What a wonderful story to hear about um, how an educator really impacted your career as a college student and then beyond. This is Bridget. So I've had quite a few people in my life that I now as an adult recognize that they were mentors. My mom, quite a few teachers in middle school and high school. But as a teenager, I was fortunate enough to have two people as mentors in my life. 
They were a young married couple in my church who were our youth group leaders. Their names are Janice and Bill. And thinking back to that time, it's amazing of how freely they gave of their time. And back then, I didn't think of them as mentors, even though they were. They shaped a lot of my teenage years and really had a huge impact on my life. What made that relationship so meaningful? Janice and Bill were always present and encouraging and supporting of not just me, but of lots of kids over the years. And and I was able to keep that relationship with them. I got to see how they touched so many kids' lives, not just mine. And I made lasting friendships through those years. And I'm lucky to have been able to continue that relationship with those friends and with Janice and Bill over the years. That's great. They are neighbors, right? Correct. We are neighbors. We live in the same town and still belong to the same church. That's wonderful. So similar to Bridget, I really believe that my mother made a huge impact, but outside of our household, I would like to share a woman um, who we'll call T right now, who I met while playing in a basketball game. It was my senior year. I played in a couple all-star games and I was playing in this league with older women. And this woman randomly listening, overhearing a conversation that I was having with another person just kind of was like, hey, you know, I work there. I was on my way to the University of Pittsburgh and she's like, let me uh, bring you on campus and show you a few things. And my freshman year, that transition was easier because she stepped in and filled a gap, led to my first work-study position on campus, led to me being a part of the women's basketball team at Pitt. Talked about connections. She introduced me to the woman who ended up being my mentor during my professional time at the university as well. So just somebody who I still appreciate and get a chance to say thank you to currently. Sophia, I love hearing about how she helped you transition to be a college student and then to your professional career. So that relationship continued for a longer period of time because she took the time. Yeah. And and as I mentioned, it was just random, right? So I'm sharing with somebody else that I applied to the university and an air shot just came over and was like, let me help you. I didn't ask her for help. She just kind of jumped in. And now I kind of think about some of the young people that work and they're like, why is this old lady talking to me? And that's probably the thought that I had in that moment. <laughs> like, I wasn't talking to you, but... I'm grateful that she was like, you know what, I can help and let me do that. So yeah, just appreciate who she is and how she helped me become who I am now. I love how you help us see how we talk with mentees around being open to a mentoring relationship or to those people in our life who make themselves present, right? And who are available to us and then maximizing that relationship so that you can reflect now about what a difference it made and then how you might share that going forward. That's beautiful. Now, I think about many people over the years who cared enough about me to help me be successful. And I can tell you a story about so many of them, but I'll tell you a story about my high school physical education teacher. You know, I was a freshman in high school and I had swimming first period of the day. Could you imagine a worse time to have swimming? So that the rest of the day I would look unkept and wet. Um, and so I decided I would just keep skipping it. Um, and I was going to fail. And so that teacher who didn't know me really, except I was a freshman in his class, said, I'll pass you if you show up on Saturdays and help us teach swimming. And 
I begrudgingly said yes, and every Saturday at 8.30 a.m., I would show up at my high school to teach swimming, which I had no idea how to do, and I just did what he told me to do. It was the first time in my life, however, where I would say to do something and people listened, and I felt so um, heard and valued, and, and it was something I caught on to, but he took the time rather than just failing me. And in the end, I became much more engaged with him. I became his student secretary and I hung around the swimming pool too much and probably was failing other classes. No, just kidding. But I, I then decided that would be my career. I would teach swimming for a living because I felt so important, isn't the word, but yet seen and heard and successful. It really did change my life. It helped me decide what I wanted to do for the beginning of my career. It helped me pick my college. He connected me at that college with the aquatic director there. And it was a great career starter. But it was one person who I am still able to connect with. I can probably still sign his name as his secretary on hall passes. He just was a great guy who cared about helping me be successful. And my parents used to comment around how different it was to see me um, heading off to do what I loved to do. It really mattered in my life. And I think that's what drew me so much to the work of mentoring is that by those personal interactions, we're able to really help someone else realize their fullest potential, right? And we're doing good things by paying attention and helping others. So if you could turn back now and say something to that person, that mentor, what would you say? So I shared on our first episode of the podcast, a personal story about someone that I look to as a mentor. And if you remember, this was just last year, I believe that we did the think you're a mentor, right? And we did a little Valentine and she was actually a person that I sent the Valentine to because she is still a part of my life. I, I had just got a call from her actually last week. You know how you have people that have been there for you that if they need something from you, like you would dare say no to them. Um, and she called actually just looking out for my kids. So I'm like, yes, you know, we'll do it. You need help. We'll do it. And, and incorporating my kids. So I appreciate that. But having that opportunity because I felt like without that opportunity it felt odd to just say hey like did you know like I, I try to thank them by showing up and, and saying yes if they need it or, or doing things for them but having that opportunity made it so easy to just type in a note and get that sent off so I, I definitely appreciated that opportunity and I you know I would assume it, it just came as a surprise to that family to get that in the mail so I think it's hard to think back and thank people. We tell programs now, like kids aren't going to say, hey, thanks for showing up. You made a big difference. Like right. they thank you by being there. So being able to say thank you in that way was, was great, was a great opportunity. That's a good point, Michelle. I mean, this this is Kristen. I think actions, you, you hear actions speak louder than words. So I think being there is definitely one way to thank someone because you're right, it is as a young person. And even, you know, with my example, with my college professor, I was an older young person, but it still, it never dawned on me to say, oh, I should take time to thank this woman for everything she's doing for me, right? I mean, the thanks I think in her eyes was probably that I was helping her with some of the work that she needed to do and I was showing up and I was sort of finding my sparks and I think that was probably a really cool thing you know now that I'm an adult I can look back and say that would be a really cool thing to see in a young 
young person is that, oh, look, I'm, I'm setting this person on a path that could have lifelong impact for them. But even, you know, we've talked about and we've heard a few people say here, you know, your parents are sometimes, you know, mentors to you or, you know, someone in your closer network that you maybe see in your, in your everyday life. And it, it never really dawns on us to say thank you. So even just being intentional in, you know, reaching out, whether it's with that Valentine or even just a random phone call to say, hey, you really did make a difference in, in my life. And I, I just wanted to let you know, I appreciate you. That, that I think for me is, you know, is something that I never really thought about until we've all been talking is, is maybe, you know, the, the value of words and, and the gift of words um, is, is something that we can be a little more intentional about. I do think the national emphasis around the thank your mentor day, I am a mentor, um, any activities that we did like the Valentines, I think those are wonderful ways to to reflect and give you a, an excuse or a reason, right, to reach back out and say that. And I can relate to what each of you have said is that I, I remember reaching out the very first thank your mentor day to a gentleman who was one of my bosses over the years. And he was a gruff, wonderful guy who um, never would have wanted to be called a mentor. Like he just wouldn't have seen himself that way. His name is Fred. But I did. I sent him a thank your mentor card. And then I called him and he's like, oh, kiddo, you know, you just did your job and I just did my job. And I, it gave me an excuse to do what I was less comfortable to do, but really always wanted to do. And now fast forward, Fred's gone, right? And I'm really glad that I had the chance to tell someone who really made a difference in my life, thank you, you did. And and it's interesting, when we train mentors, when we meet mentors, every one of them, almost every one of them will say, I really didn't do much, right? Or I'm not in it for the thank you or for the recognition. If I can make a difference, I'll make a difference, right? And they don't realize the value. And But to hear that, to have someone say to you, it mattered to me, it made a difference. That's really the payoff. That's beautiful when we can facilitate and help that happen. I'll add that I agree that thank you is something I would definitely tell Janice and Bill. They took groups of teenagers every year in the summer on mission trips or youth revivals or weekend trips. So I'd also like to say to them, I am so sorry for all that grief we probably gave you. I'm pretty sure as teenagers, we did not make it easy or fun for them all the time. And I'm sure some nights they wondered why they were even doing it, but yet they never stopped being there for us. They did it because they cared, not because they had to. And and it really is because of them that that I grew up wanting to give back. And and again, I'm still friends with some of those kids from my youth group days. And, you know, we're reminiscing about old times. Uh, we talk about those trips and, and we really do talk about how much it meant to us then and how much it means to us now. Let's take this forward. Let's think about now. Have any of you been a mentor to someone else now in at this point. And I would like to learn a little bit about who and what was that relationship like? So I think as I, I mentioned with T, I, I did have a chance to say thank you to her. And part of our conversation was, well, now it's your turn. And at that point, I was uh, attempting to become a mentor for a young person. It just, it didn't work out timing. I was young, 
the young person was young. <laughs> it just didn't work out. Um, but since then, yes, I, I serve as a mentor, as an everyday mentor, as a coach. I also work through one of our programs here with the BMO School Mentoring Program. So I get a chance to work with young people regularly. And it is, like we say, the highlight of my week, right? I look forward to that after school time. Um, even Again, when we think about everyday mentors, spending the time with my niece and my nephew, some of those are intentional moments where I'm watching Daniel the tiger and be like, hey, I wonder why I said or thought that, right? And being having these teachable moments that also are going to be classic memories for us as we uh, continue to share life together. So I think that's part of my thank you is doing it and reaching back for somebody else, but then also making sure that I am continuing um, the idea of having that open, warm heart for a young person. I'll, this is Bridget. I'll share about uh, being a mentor. For the past two years, I've been a mentor with Reading is Fundamental, and I've had two really great kids as mentees. Uh, because of COVID, we are on a break, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the in-person programming, being able to start back up at some point. You know, not sure when that's going to happen, but we are able to write letters to our current mentees. So that that is something we've been able to at least have a touch point with those kids. Uh, but earlier in my life... I volunteered with my church as a small youth group leader. Uh, it was for middle school and high school kids. It really was an important part of my life. At the time, again, I didn't think of it as mentoring. But now I look back and here we are again. It was. The relationship I had with some of those kids has carried over into their adult lives. And it's been rewarding watching those young people being able to follow their dreams, get married and, and start their own families. So, I mean, I've been involved with various programs throughout my life and various opportunities to work with young people. But as I was thinking about this kind of question and teeing it up, I kept coming back to the idea of peer mentors. And that has played a significant role in, in my adult life, just as I think about one person in particular who, again, I met in college. We were the same age and got to be friends. And it took on the relationship of kind of a peer mentor where I feel like I would give her mentoring support, but then she would reciprocate and also give me support on everything from, you know, personal issues all the way up to professional issues. And we, we were in the same major, which is how we got connected. And we've remained friends to this day. You know, I, I can go to her with anything personal or professional. She does the same for me. I've always thought of it as, you know, most people would say, oh, it's, it's a friendship, right? But it's also a peer mentoring relationship for me because she knows she can come to me with any questions that she has, whether it's, you know, hey, I got a job offer, what should I do with this? Or I'm thinking of changing careers or um, even something, you know, at home that she just needs to talk through. So I think it's important, you know, as we're going around this round table to think that youth mentoring is very important and it's obviously the crux of our work. But as we think about our own relationships, peer mentoring has played a big role too. And, um, you know, we look to our different networks and all of our friends and think about it through that lens. Well, I love that you said that because I think about our earlier episode of Mentor Chat and we were busting myths and we talk about the different ways that people can volunteer. Like we just heard everyone talk about different ways. You know, I'm a middle school mentor as well, but I love working with college students. So when I think about like being a mentor, that a natural mentor, it's to the college students I work with in the past. Like I love getting texts like, Miss Michelle, will you help me find scholarships? Or I get invited to weddings. That's the mentorship that I really enjoy 
enjoy, but it just shows the variety of touch points that you can really have in a, in a young person's life. So thanks for sharing that peer mentorship, because I think that in cases for certain age groups, like sometimes that feels the safest to start with. So I, I do love that the, the variety of ways that we're all mentoring and giving back um, is wonderful. But I, my sweet spot is the, the college students. Like I love just interacting with them during their time in college. I used to work at the library with teenagers. It was definitely an informal mentorship. It wasn't super consistent because even the regulars sometimes would stop coming, which could be challenging because there wasn't always that closure um, or you weren't able to follow up with a young person. Myself and other staff acted as mentors, but we were also able to witness peer mentorship within the teens when they were interacting. I just remember some really special moments going on between them, like older kids helping their younger siblings or watching their siblings and checking in on them in the children's room or older friends inviting younger kids into their group or to play video games with them. I know that those relationships were so meaningful for each of them. And those middle schoolers, when they came, they were finally able to come into the teen space. They just were enamored with the older kids and try to emulate them. I really loved working with the teenagers. It was so hard sometimes. Um, it definitely wasn't always easy, but it was definitely worth it. It was a lot of fun. I think I learned a lot from them too. They taught me a lot and we tried to build this space of mutual respect, which I think was really important for us all. And it became this kind of safe and comfortable space for them. And sometimes the mentoring relationship just looked like Miss Ashley helping troubleshoot the PlayStation 4 so that they could play Fortnite. But sometimes it got a lot deeper, too. I think that's been my most meaningful experience um, in a mentor role. I love the idea of that peer, right? So having, you know, we talk in our trainings about expanding possibilities and helping young people develop leadership. And, you know, we all know when you know you matter, it matters to you, right? And you think about giving kids the opportunity to shine, to share their skills with someone else and valuing them. And, and I just think that's an opportunity that we in mentoring and developing relationships really um, are intentional about. And we help mentors see how important that is. You know, I have a funny story. My first mentoring relationship was also a be a middle school. And my mentee and I were matched and we were together for six years. But at the beginning, I remember I would show up every Wednesday and I would rush to finish things on my desk and I would think I don't have time today. And But yet I had committed and I needed to be there. And so I would be almost running down the hall at Arsenal Middle School and get there and we would be matched and told what we were working on today. And then she would go over and talk to her friends and leave me alone. And I would sit there and think, she doesn't even care that I'm here. And I'm so busy. And why did I say yes? And this is ridiculous. And why am I sticking this out? And then a few weeks in, I finally had the nerve to say, you know, could I share with you something. I feel like it doesn't matter if I'm here. And I and I had just really laid it all out. And, you know, she would leave. They would call buses and she would leave. And I'd be like, I guess we're done. Um, it was just really sad. I was thought. So I said to her, I would, you know, could you say goodbye when you're leaving? Right. And she's a middle schooler. She wants to be with her friends, not with this old lady. Right. And so that day she said, OK, 
Um, it wasn't a big deal to her at all. That day they call the bus. She yells, goodbye, Colleen. And, and off she goes. And, and I was like, well, there you go. I got just what I asked for. Right. Um, and each week I just kept showing up because I committed. Right. And then we would have more conversations and then we would have more meaningful conversations or things to work on that she really needed to get done all the way through to choosing her high school, right? And applying and, and then through high school. Um, and it grew, the relationship grew. She's just a beautiful, wonderful young lady. And, but that early time, I just remember thinking, well, this really, I don't even know why I'm here. As compared to, uh, I also volunteered at, at RIF and I had the nicest young, two young men that were my mentees and, it was just fun. It was easy. They were young um, and they were so eager to have someone come and they both liked to read. And so we could pick out books that they liked and it was very focused. So it was interesting to see the variety of ways that we mentor. Right. And and the experiences. And then I think that's the beauty is that, OK, so your preference is college kids. Got it. We have a place for you. Oh, your preference is to show up in a school building on a certain day for an hour? We got a place for you. Or you'd rather not have those confines uh, to your relationship? Well, when we transitioned to a community program, my mentee and I, we had a, a challenge. We wanted to find as many ice ball places in Pittsburgh where we could eat ice balls. And so on weekends when we would get together, we'd drive around town to find an ice ball vendor. Um, and that was fun, right? So we could choose what we wanted to do. And that, I think, those building relationships in a way that matter to you as a mentor and that the young person really values is what we see that like the sweet spot, right? That's That's where it works. What would you like to tell somebody who is thinking about becoming a mentor? So I'd say in the beginning, you may feel like you're not making a difference uh, when you're mentoring. I never thought I would get out of mentoring what I did. It's every kid. It's not just one type of kid who needs a mentor. Every kid needs a mentor. They need some caring adult or another caring adult in their lives. If you're thinking about becoming a mentor, there are so many different types of programs like Colleen mentioned. There is something for everyone. If you're thinking about it, try it. Really, what's the worst that could happen? My first year with Riff, it was not easy with my mentee, but I went back the next year. And even though that first year may not have been the best fit for me, I didn't give up. I never expected mentoring to have such a positive impact on my life. You're going to get out of it more than you think you are. And I didn't mentor to get anything out of it. I just wanted some kid to know that they are important and that there are other people in their lives who care about them. But it's based on what you just said, Bridget, the fact that I got more out of those relationships than I would have bargained for. And that if I hadn't, I think I would have done myself a disservice. So just in, in working with young people and being able to troubleshoot some of the questions they have, I didn't have all the answers, but I learned from trying to help them. So I think when you think about relationships and you think about the different ways mentoring can happen and those webs of support that if we're not giving back in a, in a relational way, we as humans were built for that connection that not only are you doing a disservice to somebody else, you're really doing a disservice to yourself 
by not being present and intentional in someone else's lives. We can only, as a collective, be better because of. So I'd have to, my, my answer is very similar to yours in that just go for it because what you'll get out of it way beats what you think you're putting into it. When we say too, I mean, you know, Michelle, you said that's it, sort of like webs of support, right? And I mean, we all know relationships are critical. And I think, you know, we've talked about all the different ways that mentoring can happen. We all go through different seasons in life, right? Some seasons, you're the one on the receiving end of the additional support. Other seasons, you have the opportunity to kind of pay it forward and, and be on you know, the giving end of that support. But I think it is that kind of relational dynamic where we need that connection. So if, if you need the support, A, ask for it, right? Or, or turn to someone in your network who you think might be able to help. Or if you see someone that or an opportunity to, you know, whether it's signing up for a formal program or just being, you know, kind of an informal, what we call everyday mentor, um, there's, there's an opportunity to do that as well. So I think kind of, I, you know, as everyone's been talking, I've been looking or thinking back on all the seasons of my life and realizing that, yes, sometimes I was the one that needed that extra guidance and other times I was in a position to give extra support. So just recognizing those opportunities and taking advantage of them. You know, it's interesting. I really signed up because that's my job and I really felt like I needed to walk the talk. I didn't really know what I would get out of it as much, as much as we tell people what you'll get out of it, right? Until I was in it and really did feel I have a relationship with someone who doesn't have to have a relationship with me, who isn't there because they're my kid or my next door neighbor. Like they're just someone who I got to know and who got to know me. And that was really fun. And eventually, right? Um, that was really something that I felt really um, lucky to be in that position. And I do love seeing my first mentee's life now through social media. And we, we certainly aren't connected now after six years, but yet we're not not connected, right? I have still conversations with her mom. I still check in to see how her brother's doing. Like I care a lot about her. And I love seeing her life as she's becoming a young woman and getting her career going and that. So when you're thinking about, so is mentoring for me, I think I'd like to say to people, share what you love. Think about something you like to do. Do you like the golf? Great. We have a mentoring program that's looking for you to go golfing and share your love of golf with another young person. I think about a uh, mentor we met over the years who said, I mentor because I want the next generation to be full of caring young people who will help me when I become elderly and in need of help. And I joke and said, oh, come on, that's not the reason you do. But think about it. We want to build a generation of caring, giving, good people. And we help them by modeling that and paying attention to them. Let's talk about young people. How do we help young people see the value of mentoring? What should we say to them as they're thinking about mentoring? Why do I care? I'm glad you asked because our next episode is exactly about that. So stay tuned to learn more about as a young person, right? One, how do, how do I find a mentor if no one has made themselves available to me? And once I get one, how do I make the most of that relationship? So great question, but you have to tune in at the next episode to get the answer. Stay inspired. Stay inspired. 
Wow, Ashley, that was such a cool conversation. I don't know if you felt the same listening to everybody's mentoring moments. It was so great to hear everybody's story and and so heartwarming and heartfelt. So for this week's Stay Inspired, I thought it would be awesome if we asked other people to share their stories. We're a group of ladies who work together and we were really missing, you know, that male voice on those meaningful mentoring moments. So I would love to hear anybody's story. So this week's Stay Inspired, we want to encourage people to call in, write in, and share their meaningful mentoring moments with us. Um, we would love to pick a few and highlight them where we can. So I encourage you to do so the other thing I would love to encourage people to do is spend some time in the next you know week or so and give a shout out to someone that has made an impact in your life uh, whether you you categorize them as a mentor or not we we heard in the episode that a thank you can go a long way and I think a short and sweet email or a shout out on Facebook or a quick note of thanks it doesn't have to be long I think that goes a long way. So I would encourage folks to spend some time reflecting back on someone who has made a difference in your life and send them just a a thinking of you, a thank you, a shout out to recognize their efforts. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Mentor Chat and be sure to look out for the next one. We spend a lot of time discussing mentoring and how it impacts youth. So for next episode, We wanted to talk directly with young people about how they can make the most of mentoring. This includes how they can find a mentor, how they can ask for help and support, and how they can best advocate for themselves. So invite the young people in your life, whether they're your children, your students, your family, or even if it's your mentee, to listen in with you and learn more about how they can create opportunities for their own meaningful mentoring moments. Thanks for joining us on Mentor Chat. You can check out the show notes where we provide additional resources, links, and other information related to this episode's discussion on our website, mentoringpittsburgh.org. There, you can also learn more about mentoring, download free resources, and sign up for our weekly everyday mentoring tips. Have a topic you'd love to see us cover down the road? Email us at info at mentoringpittsburgh.org. Last but not least, thank you to the many caring adults making a mentoring difference in the lives of young people. You are essential. Take care and talk soon.